Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. again and he's got it Gavin was closing in oh Gavin has scored Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not after three hello and welcome to it's all cobblers to me I'm Charles Commons and I'm here with Danny Brothers and Chessie Coleman hey guys how are you you well hello Charles I am hello Oh, what's that joke? Are you well? What's that? What's it on um, Britain's Got Talent? The guy came on and did. Are you well? That was his joke, wasn't it? Are you well? No, I'm not well. I'm person. What was that? Oh, that? good. No, nope. I don't watch that. Funny. So, wouldn't know. Anyway, that was funny. That Hello. was very funny. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> it's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me, Charles. Ah, you've used that yeah. one on the Basement Tales. Well ah, done. yeah. That was to the patrons. That was For more of that. Patrons. All that kind of nonsense. Sign up for three pounds a month. <laughs> move on. <laughs> five pounds a month. Move on. <laughs> Sorry, five pounds a month. Move on. Uh, yes, love that. Brilliant stuff. Um, Chesy, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm all right. I, I think this weekend it's been a bit of a frustrating one. Has Let's it? Oh, what could possibly have happened for us to feel like this? I don't know. I mean, maybe we should start with the cobblers, eh? That is what we're here to normally talk about. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah, cobblers one, Grimsby two. Before we delve into it, let's get some of your three-word reviews, shall we? Obviously, we ask for your three-word reviews on Twitter straight after the match. So please bear in mind that these are legitimate, immediate <laughs> emotionally fueled words of three. Danny, you will be pleased to know this week, mm. I have filtered out any that went against the rules. And so, you're saying, oh, yeah, so you're saying that we had some extra word humans, didn't we? Yeah. We, we, we did extra have some. Humans. We, had, <laughs> we had some that did, well, we had one that did a whole sentence. That was amazing. This week? Yeah, this week had a whole sentence one. Banned. Um, yeah, banned. It, it was worry, that name of shame. Crimson fan. Um, oh, yeah. We also had one that only did two words. Ooh. What were the two words? Um, I, I can't remember. I didn't include it in the running order. I just rejected it immediately. I didn't know whether we could help with finding a third. For them. Is this like, you know when um, on Charlie Chocolate Factory, when they have the, the goose, <laughs> the goose-ometer, <laughs> yeah. they lay, they lay the, the golden eggs? Yeah. Is it a bit like when you just go, right, you're good enough, no, you're not good enough? Well, uh, uh, do you know well, what? It's not I, enough uh, words or too many words. Yeah. 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 I mean, can I, can I just say, the frustration is now, <laughs> has boiled over into this recording, Danny. Because Season. the last two weeks, yes, indeed. <laughs> the last two weeks, um, you've complained about me leaving these ones in that are either too many words or not <laughs> uh, Now well, that I've actually right. filtered them out, you wanted me to put them in. No, I didn't want you to put them in. I just wondered what the f- two words were and whether we could help that person to co- to make it to three. Because four we is could bl- add some articles in there. Four is blatantly too many, like blatantly against the rules. Two is kind of like, oh, they might need a little bit of help. So I feel a bit sorry for the two us. <laughs> like, four you like or five. Me to find it. Yeah, come. Okay. I mean, I can probably guess what the words were because <laughs> I've got a fair few two words of my own as well. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. 
Um, it's really hard to just find, and amongst and amongst loads of people <laughs> that can do it properly, it's really difficult to find Max Miller. Max wrote, Miller. Promotion bottled. Promotion yeah, is bottled. Promotion would is help. bottled. Promotion or bottled. A promotion bottled. Promotion bottled again. Or promotion <laughs> bottled um, badly. Oh. Yeah. Plenty. I will Plenty. I will I will give a shout out to uh at Grimsby72 who replied to Max by saying that's only two, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play Love it. to him. Self-policing. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. So yeah, um, there, there were others as well, and there were a couple of like fours in there as well, but mostly okay. from uh, we had a lot of Grimsby fans jumping on, which I've ignored um, because hey, they're not going to be listening, are they? And if they are, hi. Uh, Roz said, "Defense unsettled throughout Patrick yep. League Two forever." I mean, that sounds like <laughs> a Spice Girls song, S Club Seven song. <laughs> I was going to go, I was going to go with the new announcement of S Club Seven reuniting. Oh, oh, we'll get to that, Charles. Are they reuniting? Yeah, yeah, they are. Also Where doing some happen? music over the weekend. This, this, cool. Yeah, this week, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, they went to the, yeah, sorry. Got Mid-table beckons. That's for S Club 7 as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mark, subs too late. Uh, Buchero. Um, I've done it in the uh, that way because it sounds better. League 2 confirmed. Lee says, unlucky to lose. I know Chesie's mm. going to jump in on that in a bit, but we'll come back yeah. to it. Idris, not Elba, as we <laughs> discovered. Remember that, kids. Not Kyrie. Uh, we got fished like that one. Yeah, uh, Emily said we threw it. Sorry, Emily said threw it away. Uh, was a Koiki can't can't defend. Paul, left side weakness. The Orton Cobbler. Grimsby wanted it. Phil, not going up. Jay Freeze. And there were a couple like this. John Brady out. Oh dear. Oh. Brick Cobbler said, lack of ambition. Chris, another crap performance. Gavin, where's Wright Phillips? Great question. Yeah, where is he? Graham, bloody crap again. Ian, sadly not surprised. Poor Ian. Jonathan, inexperienced squad slash manager. I've added the word slash. That's not a word. That's, yeah, uh, that's, that's acceptable. Yeah, that's, Mike. Yeah, because yeah, it's either acceptable. or. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Mike, yeah. poor game management. Mark, allowed to boo? Question mark. Yep. Uh, yes, lost for words. Mark, wheels fallen off. James Day promotion died. I mean, that's a song, isn't it? The day promotion <laughs> died. All together now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tim, use, there are people sat there listening now that cannot get American Pie out of their head, and that's what I'm here for. Tim, use the bench. Use Damn it. it. Ryan. Not the actual bench. We must <laughs> oh, we could. <laughs> could put them <laughs> in goal as well as King. <laughs> Ryan, always late substitutions. Matt, individual errors twice. JJ, shake things up. Matthew, same old story. Tom, six fields turning, uh, sorry, six fields turns toxic. And Dan, lastly said, not making playoffs. Mm. <laughs> I think quite well. Pod done. See you next week. Yeah. That's basically like a full-on monologue from you there, Charles. It was, wasn't it? It went on a bit. Went on Mo- a bit. monologue through the people. Yeah. I, I it, it, Less Shakespeare. Um, more terrible spear. Breakspear. Should have gone with Breakspear, shouldn't I? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Less Shakespeare, more Breakspear. There we go. Um, yes. I'll admit, right here and right now, I've not watched it. I've not even watched the highlights. And I, for one, am happy with that situation. (laughs) You're probably the happiest out of all of us then. I probably am, to be fair. I have seen the two goals because they were handily posted on Twitter in in the timeline when I was scrolling. Did you think it was a replay when the second one went in? A little bit. Uh, I can't remember. What, forgive me, because I can't remember which one is which. Or, or I maybe don't even know. Uh, the but, first one was the one where it comes in from the right. Koiki was terrible, and they head it in. The second one was it came in from the right. Koiki was terrible, and the guy headed it in. <laughs> uh, which one was Mitch Pinnock also terrible in, though? Because um, yeah, there was the one first of them. Was Mitch Pinnock was terrible. Also, <clears throat> McGlaw, um, as well. Was it McGlaw? He was. He oh. lost the man. I think he yeah. lost the man. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not right. discounting anyone else other than him. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm sure he did as well. Yeah, it's just a shambles. There was an interesting thread, I think, on Twitter by James Hennigan, 
over the weekend. I can't remember when exactly. But he said, and I agree with him here, defending hasn't been our issue so far this season. It's been more in attack that has been the problem. But having said that, this is this is me now rather than James, but having said that, I think it was quite obvious that the defence just really wasn't on its game this weekend at all. I know before the game, because obviously we talk on a WhatsApp group, the four of us, when Neil included, um, before the game, Danny, generally speaking, pops the, the team sheet in as soon as it appears on Twitter and gives a little take on it. And Danny, you, immediately you went 3-5-2 again. Can't see this going well. And lo and it behold, <laughs> it, didn't. it didn't. Even when we were winning, it wasn't going that well, if I'm honest. Like even when we were winning 1-0, it papered over the cracks again a little bit. And I just got a little bit frustrated because... It was. I don't know if Brady was talking about it or everyone's been talking about the, the the need to find something different and to try and to try something different. And he's just come out with exactly the same side, exactly the same formation that didn't work before, the same players, nothing new, nothing different. And it's yeah, frustrating. Couple of a couple of things have been going round on social media mm-hmm. off the back of this weekend. One of them being the word loyalty, Jeffy. Um. John Brady having loyalty to certain players. How we need to stay loyal as fans to a coaching team, management team that have done so well over the last couple of years. Not my words, but what was being said on social media. Um, what do you What do you think about that loyalty? I think it's very, very important that we keep this management. Um, and we keep it long-term, should it continue to work. I really think that what I said last week is still completely valid in that if we play the manager merry-go-round, it's just not successful and it won't be. Um, The Coldwood era is very reminiscent of this or vice versa. Uh, This era is very reminiscent of of the Coldwood era. Um, And the fact that actually that took a while. And actually, if we are really honest, there were times in that, 04 season and that 03 season really where we were throwing it away a little bit and we were our own worst enemies a little bit and and it did take a a few seasons for us to really get a handle on that and actually to a, a certain extent if you even go as deep as the south end game in the playoffs we were our own worst enemies in that very first playoff campaign with Calderwood so I think to say that we need to start changing and shopping managers based on one what is now a very poor run of form is is quite short-sighted because if you look at some of the seasons previously in terms of the fact that we have Calderwood so there's some similarities here it took three seasons and there were three seasons where we built and we built really well I think that's that uh, point I think the second point in loyalty to players we have got an issue here, I think, because there should never be a way or a reason why a player gets an automatic spot on a team sheet. And I don't believe that that's happening, by the way. But I think we really need to to address, firstly, the substitutions, because I think they are happening too late and that it, they are ineffectual sometimes. Not necessarily because they're not good enough, maybe because of the form and the way that they're played. And secondly, as well, the fact that I think we need to have a little bit more faith in those that we've bought in in January. If those people that we are buying in January in that transfer window are one, as we've been told and fed, that have been chased for a long time, so they must be good enough. And two, if we've bought them in, they need to be good enough. They should be good enough to start. And if they're not, you've not bought properly. So I don't buy this argument and I've never bought this argument of a player coming in to then be benched. I don't, I don't get that. And I'm not on those lines. And some people really disagree with me, maybe rightly so in their opinion, in terms of, oh, they're a new player. Let's bed them in. Let's get them gelled into the squad. Let's, let's stick them on the bench. I massively disagree with that. And I always have, if they're fit enough to be on the bench, they're fit enough to start a game of football. I do have like to have seen Hondamark start that first game he was on the bench I know that's not possible I know it's not really but I'd rather have 30 minutes from minute one to minute 30 
of someone that's going to frighten a team and then to be taken off while we're 2-0 up. Mm. It, it sends a message to the fans as well, though, doesn't it? Like, yeah. you're outside the ground it's on Saturday, you see the same team being rolled out again. You don't get up for it at all. You, you probably stood there thinking, oh, here we go again. It's the same thing as the same formation, mm-hmm. everything like I was saying before. But if you suddenly see Wright Phillips in the side from the start, you suddenly see even Honda Mark and, and Yangi or a mix of formation or something like that, something a little mm-hmm. bit different. You The fans going Look into the ground. what happened to Orient. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, yeah. the fans going into the ground actually start thinking, oh, you know, we're, we're at least trying something different. And we're like the fans get a bit more up for it. And then if we score that first goal, the atmosphere goes up a bit. Whereas on Saturday, I feel like the atmosphere was still flat and it was still flat even when we went to goal up and it was almost like we were expecting it to fall apart because we weren't playing well at all still, I don't think. I think with Honda Mark, I kind of, I'm a little bit more forgiving with him because when he was signed, the rhetoric was given that he was more one for next season. Yeah, no, I I do understand that. It's the right Phillips one that irritates me. Exactly. It's the right Phillips one that nobody understands. And this is the thing that I think is the most frustrating because Brady was asked in the post-match interview why why he chose not to bring on Wright Phillips. And the answer that he gave, again, I've not actually listened to it, so I hold my hands up if I'm wrong here, but the answer that he seemed to give was no particular reason. Yeah, yeah, that's all he said. Yeah, that's all he said. Yeah, that's not good enough. He he needs to be starting. I don't understand it at all. He he at least needs to be coming on longer than five minutes left. Because this is the bit where all that work for me that has been done to bring the fan base closer together towards the, the, you know, the playing squad and the rest of the club, the management team, etc., starts to be undone a bit. Because if you don't answer the question in a way that actually informs us, and I mean, I'm not saying that he needs to turn around and give us a detailed explanation of why he chose not to do it, but just to sort of say, no reason in particular, or however it was worded, I think treats us with a little bit of, uh, not contempt, but it just doesn't, it doesn't sit right with me because everybody else, we can all see it. We all sit there and we go, we want to see that kind of player coming on. Against Rochdale, he had a chance to win the game. And the reason mm-hmm. why was because he he terrified a, not only aging, but a tiring defence towards the end of the game a defense that had been so you know they'd been quite solid but essentially been hanging on all the way through the match (laughs) he came on and all of a sudden they basically just went oh shit and that's what it what happened but to turn around and just be like no particular reason well I'll give you a reason why you should have brought him on because he's quick and because he would have run the ball at the defence that was tiring and would have given us a different option to what we'd been doing that hadn't worked all the way through the game up to that point. I disagree with you on one point there, Charles. I actually do think there needs to be a detailed explanation if he's not being played. Because for me, I buy into this football club and I buy into this idea and I feel really passionately about the way that this club is being run in terms of we look like we've got a real identity. Although actually having said that in the last 10 games, we have massively lost our identity. Like Neil said last week, I think it's becoming terrifyingly evident that we have. Um, But I, I really, I feel very invested by this group of management and I feel that they've earned my trust and I trust them with everything they do. But in order for that to be maintained, he Brady needs to come out and say, I'm not playing him for X, Y, Z. I don't care what the reason is, as long as there's an explanation. I yeah. get, I do get frustrated when it's like, I don't, I don't really know why I'm not playing him. Well, that indicates to me that he should be playing. And it's almost like someone's not being dropped. The, the, reason, the reason why I say that I don't necessarily want a detailed explanation is, is actually, it's more that I don't want to give anything away to any future opposition. That's, that's really what it comes down to. But I still want to hear a understandable reason for him deciding to leave him on the bench. Mm. If I don't agree with what he says, that's perfectly acceptable in my world. If he'd have turned around and said, I don't think it would have been his kind of game. I think if we'd have brought him on, we'd have just lost the ball more. I thought we would be better having X, Y, and Z up there that would hold the ball up for us rather than run down and chase a lost cause. 
I wouldn't have agreed, but at least it would have been an answer that he mm. clearly believed. And because we didn't get that, I don't know. I don't know whether, obviously last week, John Brady gives a fairly passionate, emotional, maybe, dare I say, ill-thought-out interview, and then loses, and he does lose a percentage. It might be a very, very small percentage, but he loses his first lot of fans. There's always, I think, whenever a manager you know, is on the decline or at any point during a tenure, crumbles at the beginning, start to appear in the wall. And this is the first point that cracks appear, little bits are crumbling. So the top sort of level of fan, if you like, who were going to jump off first, having been called a disgrace for having booed at the end of the match, basically start going, no, I'm not happy. I'm not sure he called them a disgrace. I think he called this situation a disgrace. Okay, yeah. Rather, rather than them, them particularly. But fair, fair enough. Nitpicking. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's fine. But I think if you're one of those fans and you're one of these fans that that, that falls off in terms of I'm not going to back you 100% anymore, they will see it as being them. And, you know, there were a few on social media that did obviously take it as a bit of a slight against them for having booed. You know, we had one earlier in the three-word review asking whether they're now allowed to boo. Then you have a lot of talk about, you know, needing to be braver, needing to do things a bit differently, (laughs) only for, as you were talking about before, Danny, to basically go the same as we have been. Yeah. And for that not to work and for us to then lose at home Mm. to a, a... Grimsby side who, no disrespect to them, are mid-table and therefore you would expect us to beat just based on purely league table standings, right? Mm. Nothing yeah, else. Yeah, we, we, we heard on the preview show from, from Alex that, that how much, not a dire straits are in, but how their league forms just completely dropped off with this FA Cup run they're going on and stuff. that they And they were there for the taking, completely there for the taking. They, they didn't look massively interested first half. They didn't look hugely, in, like, like they were going to bother us that much, and I don't think they even did second half. But it's, it's it was just there for us to go and to go and use this game to to hit back and to to get the crowd back on board and and all this kind of thing. And I just like I say, even when we were one 0 up, it didn't seem like we were doing that. It seemed like it was uh, what we were doing a little bit earlier in the season and taking the chance and hoping that was going to be good enough. And then it turns out that just these two defensive mess-ups cost us and we've not done enough at the other end and it's it's just frustrating and it's just nothing seems to be going our way at the minute that but I think at the same time you've got to think what can you do now to change it what what are we going to do and this is a massive test of Brady now and as a manager and all managers will come <clears throat> to this point at some point when you've been pretty successful it's probably his toughest moment yet because I think the league one relegation season I don't think you can count that properly because it was you know, asses to the wall anyway, and he was just throwing everything forward and <laughs> hoping for the best, and almost got out of it. But I think this is pretty much the most the most intense scrutiny that's been on him so far, and he's got to learn to to cope with it somehow, and he's got to learn to try and either adjust and adapts, and or we just keep on dropping and dropping. And I think it's, but yeah, I think I, I've come out of it just thinking. You know, we're not. I don't think we're going up automatically now, and that's lowered my expectation levels to a point where I'm now like, oh, "All right, okay, we're not going up automatically. So let's let, <laughs> let's sit back and let let's let's get my expectations down a bit, so that these results don't hurt me as much as they have been doing. Um, like if we draw nil nil against the Walsall or Wimbledon, I'm not. I might not get as annoyed now because my expectation levels have dropped. <laughs> it's it's um, oh, it, you know, and I feel oh. like I've got to this point last season as well, where it the hope of the top three got lost and then suddenly we put a run together and can we do that again? I don't know. Well, uh, I I, I don't see it, but I didn't, I didn't see it this time last season either. So who knows? Let's take a really quick break and then we'll come back and and maybe talk about that a little bit. Add. Add. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to It's All Cobblers to Me. We're all very frustrated this week. Um, Good ads, that was. It was a great ad. It, it fully cheered me up. <laughs> um, just before the break, Danny was talking about how his expectations have maybe been lowered now by the performances and, and by the slump. The See, expectations denied. Mine have, <laughs> have gone up of them. Oh, So really? I expect more now because, because for me, right, all right, we can sit here and we can say the, the defense have truly, well and truly messed up on s- some spectacular levels the last couple of weeks, right? But for me, it sounds a little bit backwards to say, I don't think that's the problem. That has created a bit of a problem in the last couple of weeks, but that I don't think is the fundamental problem. The fundamental problem for me is that we're not scoring goals. And that, again, sounds really backwards in the fact that we're these top league scorers. We're not. This is nonsense, okay? In the last no, 10, anymore, 10 games, <laughs> we're, we've not scored hardly any. But also, I, when I was looking at the stats earlier, what worries me the most is, now, I don't know whether this is just league goals. I couldn't work it out. But Sam's got... 17 goals, right? <laughs> yeah. And we've scored 44 or 41, I can't remember. That's 38%. So if you're rounding, that's 40%. Maths. Yeah, Maths. no, but it Sweet is. It's, it's it. nigh on 40% of our goals that's come mm-hmm. from one place. Now, if you, I know we didn't go up last year. I know we didn't. So we're comparing two things that aren't in fairness. I understand that. But if you look at where the goals were coming from, they were coming from lots of different places. We had Guthrie, we had Horsfall, we had Pinnock. And we were moaning that we didn't have a striker. Exactly. (laughs) But this year, if you take Sam out of that, now we know that for some reason those goals have have stopped as consistently, but that was always going to happen. It it was always going to be a purple patch moment, wasn't it, for him? We know from previous history that he's not got a huge amount of goals in him. He brings other things to the game that we play that's really important but we couldn't have just been relying on him we've not scored enough and we've not been clinical enough and for me the only way that these players and are going to prove that they are able to do this is if they just go out and they score more they create more and they're more clinical and that's going to then start to turn that fan base back onto that oh, okay I think they've got it they, I think yeah, but they'll it. only be able to do that if the manager and the, the, the yeah the formation's got to change allows that to be the case. It, it it feels to me like we have gone into our shell a little bit, and we're almost scared. If we go back to what John Brady said last week about after the Rochdale game needing to be braver. And needing to, essentially, what what I took from him there and what I really think we need to do and what I'm seeing us actively not try is to thread the ball forward, you know, either out wide or up front as a through ball to get... The amount of times that I saw against Rochdale and AFC Wimbledon where, I, I don't know, one of the midfielders had the ball, we were up on the sort of, you know, the third, just going into the the attacking third of the pitch. There was a player out on the wing, either side, who would be making a move to, to basically run forward, calling for the ball, and the midfielder doesn't try to play the pass. Yeah, they go backwards, right? Sideways or yeah, backwards. and that really infuriates me. And that's that's the bit that I think John Brady was talking about. We need to be braver. Mm. I.e. because it does feel as though whoever it is, that player that has the ball, 
would rather not risk giving the ball away and instead would rather either pass it back or give it sideways Mm -hmm. and retain possession and recycle possession. And I think we've got trapped into a cycle of, yes, we want to keep hold of possession much more than we did under the previous regime. I mean, it's hard, is it? (laughs) But, you know, I think we've just gone too far the other way. It's like the cog has gone from being down at one, i.e. just hit it long every single time you get get it, and we've turned it to 11, when really we need it to be at about Six seven or, or eight. seven, yeah. And, mm. and for me on that as well, I think it's it's important that you're providing something for those that are watching this game. And there there is a fine line between winning games and entertaining. And for me, actually, the losses are secondary in this problem that we've got at the moment because losing games is not the end of the world, okay? It really isn't in the grand scheme of things because you're not going to lose all of them, you know, you're just not. But it's the manner in which we're losing them that is the issue because I think you're right, Charles. We've lost that identity and that creativity and that's become a habit and the habit now is I will just play it back to King or I will just play it back to one of the defenders to reshape. And we've we've become too reliant on that. And by becoming too reliant on that, we're not putting any attack out there. And then the entertainment's gone. Then the fans are whinging. Then there's no atmosphere in the ground. And we've created one massive cycle that seems to just be continuing. You're right, and Brady's right. We've got to be brave. We've got to literally throw absolutely everything at it as if it's literally the cup final in each weekend. Because effectively it is. Because actually, if you sit here and look at the 10 games that we've had and we've not... is, is, Is it that we've not won one? We haven't, have we? We've beat Barry, haven't we? Yeah. That don't count. They don't exist. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so there's not many that we've won, right? So actually... We've won one, drawn three, lost one in the last five. But on the face of that, if we'd have lost three of them and won five of them, right, that's pretty good form on on the... Be- it, it's okay, right? But I'd rather us focus on the fact that actually we need to be working on how we're playing, that's going to get us better form in the end. Yeah, it will do, but... It's, the, the, it's, you know, it's we've got to win. the end of February. Yeah, we've got to win. I totally, the end of yeah, February. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I, for me, I just sort of look at it now and just go, if you're still not sure who to play is your best starting eleven in February, there's something not quite right yeah, there. Totally agree. And there's something there's it... something's not happened that that should have happened, or something has changed from earlier in the season that we're not made aware of that we're never going to find out about either. By the way, I mean I just look at it and go, like the the table at the moment, we're fourth, having won fourteen of thirty one. In terms of if you make it just the away games we were we are second behind Leighton Orient so of 15 away games we've won seven drawn five lost three pretty good record that only beaten by Leighton Orient who have played one game more and have won eight drawn four and lost four so we've got on a par I'd say with Leighton Orient the same record away from home the problem is when we go to six fields because then you go to 16 games having been played, we've only won seven, we've drawn five, and we've lost four. Now, I think this was discussed on Radio Northampton about how essentially our home and away form is pretty much identical, and it pretty much is, bar the fact that we've played one more game at home than we have away. But you do need your home ground to be a fortress if you're going to go up and you're going to win promotion and challenge at the right end of the league. You've got to only look at Leighton Orient and Stevenage, who are first and second in the league. Their home form, Leighton Orient have played 17 and won 13 of them. Stevenage played 15 and won 12 of them. That's why they're getting promoted this season. Because their home form is fantastic. Now, granted, we have taken points off both of those in our games at their home ground. And you know what's the most annoying thing about that? Is that that wasn't even luck. No, it was played really, really well. Good tactics and we were good. And and every player did their job. And every player was at least a 7 out of 10. I'd say against Orient that... 
the it was slightly difficult because we had a man sent off in Ben Fox. Yeah, didn't we? but early doors. Yeah, so for, yeah, so the standard then was even higher and raised much further. So I think for me, if they're playing out their skins for games like Orient and Stevenage, they need to be playing out their skins every week. That's what I expect every week. I don't care who we're playing. So if you're playing the... an egg sandwich for all I care, <laughs> you need to be playing ten out of ten. Right. My 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 point here is, what's the problem with six fields? I don't. I don't even think it is. Like, I know it's a dreary place. I don't. Like, I know it's a dreary place. <laughs> it's our forms dropped off everywhere the last few weeks. Yeah, it it's not just here. Like we've drawn at Rochdale. We've like Gillingham have gone to Rochdale at the weekend and won pretty easily. We've gone there and struggled to get a point. And it's it's home. It's close for each day home and away. Charles recently <laughs> we've got that win at Barrow, but we've lost at Stockport. We've lost at Salford. We've we've lost everywhere and drawn everywhere. We've just not won. Um, but if you can, but I, if you draw can I your away with... games, it's not a problem, is it? Well, mm, not if you're winning your home games. If you're winning no, your home I don't, games, I don't think it matters where. I, I don't think it matters where you. Like, if, you, if you if we keep up the away form as we did the first half of the season, I don't think it matters that much if you're not winning at home as much. I do. It's just the same same record, isn't it? It's, it Maybe, the same but points. at the same anyway. time, is it not an issue with the fans that are going and paying yeah, to yeah. watch? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think there's one key cog missing that we haven't really spoken about, and that's Kieran Bowie. And I think that the last few weeks since he's been injured, we've been without his energy and maybe we've mm. not been looking forward to pass because we've not got that natural, what you call a natural number 10 in there, what, that he was giving us all that energy and that little bit of guile behind Apparay that he was his feisty or getting people's faces, he'll charge players down. I, th- I feel like he's gone underrated for a lot of the season and now we're suddenly realising we've not got him and it's a massive miss because I think he does harry defenders and he does get in their faces and he's got a bit of shit shithousery about him up there and, and you, you'll miss that up, up the pitch. Like in games like that when we need a little bit of difference, on Saturday, he'll be dragging people up with him and giving people a little bit of something to aim for with forward balls and he'll nip him behind Apare and, and create stuff and give us that energy up there. And I, th- I really think we're missing him the next the last couple of weeks. I think he's an enabler for Apare as well. So I think yeah. Apare is able to function much better because actually I would say actually that I, I've i been critical of, of Louis Apare. I think rightly so and justifiably. Not half. But... I think he his work rate and his uh, work off the ball has been really, really key the last mm. little while. And actually, it's not been reflective in our performances, which is a real shame for him. Because actually, I, what I wouldn't want is his confidence to be knocked by the fact that he's playing in a team that are not playing well at the moment. But actually, his individual play, I think, has been pretty good. Yeah, like you're spot on there. Because if he goes out left or right to get the ball and stuff, Bowie was nipping him to that central mm-hmm. central position wasn't he and and you just don't see Pinnock doing that at the moment no. that's a that's a big issue you, you like I said like I said after after Tuesday night he needs to make some big decisions about his team and he's still not making them and I, I think that's that's a major major thing at the moment we we need to just give something a go something different a go like even if it's dropping right Phillips in that position and yeah. getting him to do that similar kind of job we just need to I just want to see him try something it's because it's, it's mm-hmm. getting to the point now where we've got Colchester Harrogate Crawley Hartlepool coming up and you look on paper and you think you've got to go in and attack these games like I know Colchester had a bit of an upturn recently but so it's, it's games we should be going and attacking when we played <sighs> Orient at home and that team sheet came out I actually turned around to Sean I went that's either completely foolish or it's incredibly incredibly <laughs> brave and at the end of the game you're going to be able to turn around and say went for that and it worked I'd rather see that I'd rather honestly see a complete what you see on paper is just complete chaos. But when it gets on the pitch, it's equally as chaotic. But there's a bit about them, right? I'd rather there was less focus on some kind of formation and more intent on just go for it, lads. Just absolutely go for it. I, I completely and utterly agree. Uh, earlier on, I said about how there seems to have been two things that have been going and being talked about a lot on social media. One of them, loyalty, which we've discussed. The other one is how late substitutions are being made and how ineffectual they seem to be. Now, last season, if we go back, we were all accepting, weren't we, of the fact that essentially there wasn't anything on the bench to change the game and to go and make an impact. Whereas 
<laughs> especially at the start of the season, we were saying, that's been addressed. Look at that. We've got lots of players. That looks like a much more, you know, any of those could be in <laughs> the first 11. Look at all 11. those beautiful subs. Look, look at them all. Look at them Brilliant. all. <laughs> and yet, now it's almost like we've gone back to the same situation as a year ago. And John Brady almost looks like he's unable to change the game by bringing players off the bench. And we've got more subs. And I know we did have last year as well, but we've got... Like, but we got more quality on yeah. the bench than yeah. we did like, last gone season. Are, gone are the days where when we played... Do you remember we? I've mentioned this on, on the or chat that we have so many times when Coldwood, when we were playing Cambridge years ago and we were two nil down at half time and he just stuck three subs on because he was like, well, I sod it. And it's like, there was no one else to come on. At least if you put three on at half time, there's two more to come. It's, yeah, it's so reactive at the moment, I think. It, no, 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 it's not. It's, it's, it's unreactive because it's not happening. Really? Well, no, but it's reactive to it's waiting for something to happen to go yeah. wrong yeah. to make subs at the moment. We're They're only happening up. once a goal goes once something's in happened. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like oh, we won the up, it's fine, everything's fine. But it wasn't on Saturday. You could tell that like, we weren't creating stuff. We weren't really in the game that much. I mean, Grimsby didn't look like they were going to come and bother us that much. But as soon as they did, they smelt blood and went for it. And or fish. Smelt fish. They did. Um, and then we we've brought three players on. I think as soon as the goal goes in, we've put three players on. Not one of them's right, Phillips, which is it's baffling, like we said. Um, and we've just got desperate again. Orient should have and could have been a massive springboard for a big run because it felt big at the time and it felt needed. But I also think that we've had that run of games against tough teams. And that was, although frustrating because we didn't win enough of them, and we didn't look at the races in enough of them. That was okay at that time. But the problem, massive problem we've got now is that we're not performing and we're underperforming against lower and lesser teams. Like we should have put Rochdale to bed. We know that. We should have put the last three games to bed, four games to bed, definitely. And I, I think we're, we're not looking. Now I'm going to say looking is the key word here. We're not looking interested, although we will are. We will be. We know that they buy into it and we know that they're invested in this. That's why so many players are coming to this team. They've Everyone that signs say, you know, we want to come to Northampton, we want to develop ourselves as players and people are signing left, right and centre extensions. So we know they're happy, but it doesn't look like they're interested. They look, they look disinterested. They look out of ideas and they just look like they need direction back massively okay we're going to take another break there and when we come back we'll take a dip into the post bag even though neil's not here hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to read your letters out. But things have changed. So listen out. If you want to write about Northampton Town, you'll need to write this next bit down. Just have a rant or just some fun at podcast at cobblers2me.com. No matter if we lose or win, send us your thoughts. Come on, get them in. Welcome back. It's post-bag time. Neil's not here this week, so I'm going to hand it over to my good friend Danny. Oh. Hello. Have I got my hands on the bag? You have, yeah. I'm just giving it to you. I've given you it unlocked. Yeah, unlocked. Neil gave me the code. (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh, what is it? Six nine six nine. I'm assuming, but yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got a post bag. Do you want to read? Shall we read a letter from the post bag? Oh, have we got a letter? A letter wow. from Robert from, from Robert Salmons. Handwritten oh. it is. Yeah, Robert, Robert Salmons, like Salmons Senior. Um, he says hi, Neil. Well, that's a shame because Neil's not here. So <laughs> sorry, sorry, Robert. That's disappointing for you, but you'll have to make do with us. Hi, Neil. After an enjoyable Cobblers Free Week, <laughs> I found myself back at Salmons Tower last night in front of the TV, watching the BBC Parliament Channel. Get that in. Where there was a committee, yeah, where there's a committee discussing alcohol licensing laws at sporting events. Cricket, Ooh. horse racing, rugby, and football was all represented. The football not guy tennis. who had not no. We can have can you have pins at tennis? Pretty sure you can have some. Yeah, pins you can have you. pins oh, at okay. tennis. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, just the football the, the football quality. guy who had yeah the football guy who who advises the AFL on safety said there was now a case to look at whether alcohol could now be served slash consumed inside the stadium while watching the game in certain circumstances at certain venues. He recommended a pilot programme at some test events to gather some data. So my question is, how would you feel about the cobblers putting themselves forward to participate in this pilot? Personally, I think low-key games such as the one where the south stand is not used, the stand could easily be given over to those who would responsibly who would responsibility was responsibly like to enjoy a drink while watching the game certainly wouldn't harm the atmosphere interested in your views as always and keep up the good work on the pod cheers rob i've got first, some strong feelings first, on this oh can i just give drink. the first obvious answer yeah yeah it would make us all feel a bit more comfortable a bit more relaxed watching the game at six hours <laughs> <it? laughs> yeah so what robert's suggesting is that we take part in this pilot and we give the south stand to as like a, a drinking stand <laughs> i love that do you think it would lead to like scenes at the box park that kind of thing where p- beer's going everywhere yeah definitely i, I do i do have strong feelings about it because i think look there's two sides to to all of this right so to every story there yeah. really is and there's definitely two sides to it where it may not be done responsibly but i do actually think it would be quite a good thing for football because i have over the years i don't drink at all so i'm completely sober so i watch on many an occasion very drunk football fans having a lovely old time and there's the things i've noticed over the last 25 years of watching the cobblers is there's there's one thing worse than a set of really drunk football fans and that's a set of football fans that can't get a drink because they're annoyed they're frustrated and they just want to go and get a drink and it it, it get the atmosphere is just not particularly nice and you get it at, at games where you've either been shipped in because it's a big derby which obviously understandably for policing it's really important that it's 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 controlled in a good way but if you're if you're in places like Shrewsbury is a good example. There's no real pubs about. It's in the middle of nowhere, and it's just a bit of a nightmare. And and it's less enjoyable for those that want to have a drink. And obviously, I look at it from from eyes that don't drink. I have I have no interest in it whatsoever. But I do think if we had an introduction of alcohol to a, to a sensible limit at football games, what it would I think prevent is some of that going into pubs before the game which by the way I think is incredibly important still we can't lose that because that's really important income for the surrounding areas of football grounds but it's it prevents that idea of going in and then football fans getting absolutely slaughtered before a game and and drinking as many pints as they possibly can before they go down to a football match which sometimes can end in tears and that can lead to some of the issues that we get with policing because fans are drunk beyond control whereas if they know that that there's there's no stop so for example if you take um dry january as a thing everybody goes out and gets absolutely merry as hell on the 31st of december because they they know that that's their last day that they can drink for a month and it's almost like there's a limiter on it isn't there so if you take that limiter and you change the the culture of it and you say right you can have a drink that's fine you might change that perception and that um, way that people think about having a drink before a game, which could actually 
help the enjoyment for everybody, not just people that drink, because I don't drink. But I recognise that it's an important part of football fans' days for whatever reason. And that's okay. That's not a problem at all. But I think by facilitating it in a ground, you may well just stop some of that real influx of fans drinking as much as they possibly can and already being out of control before they arrive. Now, obviously, there's got to be an element of, okay, we're not going to be serving those that are already out of control. That's going to end in tears. But I think football fans, the vast majority of football fans, are sensible enough to do that. All I will say is that I've been to countless number of rugby matches where you can drink pitch size. Never an issue. Oh, and... There's also no That's segregation because, in rugby yes. either. We are second-class citizens in football, and it's diabolical. Yeah, atmosphere. Uh, not a rugby league, mate. You can do it in um, in non-league, I think, can't you? Still, yeah, you yeah. A little, a little yeah. Drink by the pitch. So, what's the difference? Why is it? Why is it? As soon as you get into League Two. You're no longer allowed yeah. to do it. It's... I think Jeffy makes some good points, actually, to be fair. Yeah, me too. That's, um, that's good. Because you also get people in the concourse, don't you? And it's like suddenly 10 to 3, and they're just downing drinks. To... Mm-hmm. Whereas if you could just take it in, it might be a bit nicer. But... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, might, I agree. Go. I, would be, I would be very, very uh, up for the cobblers becoming part of that <laughs> pilot event. Do you have the confidence in the cobblers to be taking the front step on that chance <laughs> to lead the way? No, and be... <laughs> no comment. Sean could do it single-handedly for, you, for no. Northampton Town as a whole and just one, report back. One, one thing with my advancing years, I will say, is that my bladder probably wouldn't be able to keep up with that as well when I'm in the ground. So I'd be going toilet every 15 minutes. So you got to balance that out, and how beer tastes with Haribo as well is a big, you know, <laughs> big consideration. Cherries, big obviously. consideration, um, absolutely. Don't get the cherries crying out loud. Cherries are the best. Uh, Melly's Melly's sent some airmail, Charles. Some mm. airmail. Go on, Melly, with yeah. your airmail. I mean, he must have written this about six months ago with our postal service, but yeah, yeah. carry on. Yeah, put a tenner in there. He did as well. Pigeon. Um, is yeah, he's he, Melly is um uh, said, dear Neil, sorry, Melly, that Neil's not here to respond. I actually think Melly might be happier about that. Um, yeah, possibly. But yeah, carry on. Um, <laughs> he says, Dear Neil, if we do achieve promotion and other clubs <clears throat> come calling, will the criticisms of the last few weeks from some sections of the support affect Brady's decision? Further to this, I do like a good further to this. Further to this, generally speaking, does it make a nonsense of any cause for loyalty or is this all irrelevant? It, well, it's irrelevant because I don't believe that if we did managed to achieve promotion at this moment in time, anybody would look at John Brady. I also Personal. think as well oh, that you, you don't if think, you... You don't think people will? No, I don't no, think I don't, I don't think, think anybody so will. I, th- I think you look, at, you look at what has happened and I think they will... I think other clubs would basically look at it and go, there is something that he's still got to learn. So making the I step up with a different it, side yeah. would be more difficult than letting him learn, continue to learn with us. I think that's why he's successful with us. Yeah. yeah. And I, th- I, I don't it. think, I don't think it will affect his decision at all at the end. Of the, well, it probably will, but I mean, I, I, I still don't actually see John Brady as being, and I hope this doesn't come across in the wrong way at all, but I don't see John Brady as, as, jumping on the managerial merry-go-round. I see him as being a bit like how Samo was. He managed us. He went to Corby for a bit and had a little stint there, but that's local, and hasn't managed again since. And I I kind of see John Brady going back to doing what he was doing before, not necessarily with us, but going back into youth football. He's got his academy still. I would, I would, think that that's where he would go his next step step once his period as manager at Northampton Town Football Club comes to an end. I also I guess think it depends as well, how we go up, doesn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. If we're if if we're saying about the criticism we're saying how, whether that affects him, well that's up to him if it does completely. It's a personal whether it affects him. But I think if you were to say that we shouldn't criticize, and I don't think that's what Melly's trying to say, but if if we as a society and as a football fan base, we, we decide that we shouldn't give criticisms to managers because of um, whether we go up in the future. I, I don't think that's healthy because actually I think football is an outlet and football is a really good way of um, 
the fans in particular have a really good way of gauging how a team are. And sometimes that can be a difference between changing things and not for the better. You know, um, what Brady reminds me of in terms of ex-cobblers, managers, how we see them, Kevin Wilson. Because Kevin Wilson's not someone who, who, even when we won the last six games of the season to go up, we had that big day at Torquay. I still didn't think at that time, oh, someone's going to come and nick him. Do you know what no. I mean? It always felt like, oh, he's going to stay here or, or you know, he's going to eventually, it's going to it's going to reach a point where it's going to get too much and you know, we move him on and we have the happy memories mm. kind of thing and and all that kind of stuff. It, it reminds me of that at the moment. And I mm. hope it... I hope it works out for him. I really do because he's, he's a good guy. And I think he's just in the middle of stuff where it's high pressure, it's high intensity at the minute. And there's a lot of passion running around. Um, every, every manager yes. goes through a sticky patch. And this yeah, is yeah, John Brady's. Yeah, yeah. And it's how you respond, how you come out of it. If we suddenly yeah. put a, t- three or four wins together, everyone forgets about these last few games. Because yeah, we, we went through exactly well. the same thing last season, pretty much. It was maybe not as extreme, but we did go mm-hmm. through patches where we thought, oh, it's not good enough. There's no way we're going up. But if we suddenly do put a couple of results together, happy days again. Absolutely. Thank you for all of your comments in the post bag. Um, really appreciated those. Podcast at cobblers2me.com. Get your emails in. Follow us on Twitter at cobblers2me as well. Thank you, Danny. Lovely post Thank bag you. there. Love that. Um, very quickly, NTFC women lost in the County Cup semi final to <laughs> what a weekend! No, it no, didn't happen, didn't happen. Uh, but the devs won, so they'll still <laughs> yeah. be in the final. So basically, we've got another devs. chance to win it. Beautiful, on the devs. and considering the devs have only been around for three years, that's pretty good going. So, well done yeah, to them. Well done. Um, the County Cup final will be on in the next couple of weeks, I believe. There is mm. another game straight up for NTFC women, it's on Thursday mm. night. Um, yeah. it's under the lights, under it's going to be lights. a good one. A chance for redemption, Danny, against Leafield. Leafield. Thank you. Yeah. you. You read my mind. I didn't know it was against. Daddy was there. <laughs> fill in the blank. Redemption, either way. <laughs> Leafield, four four games in hand we've got on Leafield, and we're only five points behind them. Leafield are fifth at the minute. So if we can win, we'll close that gap. That close half. it. Close it. That yeah. would be amazing. I'll put that, put yes. that result aside. There's going to be a lot of midweek games coming up, I think, with uh, with all the cup games and county cups and rearrangements and all, all that kind of nonsense. So. Big game, big game under the lights. Is it the Harpole lights? On the, uh, I think it, it must be the Harpole lights. lights. I think it's the Harpole lights, yes. Um, okay. Um, don't forget, NTFC women are returning to Sixfields on Sunday, the 5th of March. Not too long to go yeah. now. Celebrating oh. International Women's Day with a fixture against Sporting Calza that will Calza. be at Sixfields. Tickets are still available from the ticket office and ntfcdirect.co.uk. Danny. Yes. Game. 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 Have you got I'm one? Gotten, I've, got, I've got one, but I haven't got a name for it. Oh, what's realized. the game? Oh. Let's make a name for well, the game. Danny needs to make a ga- name up for the game straight away. For the I mean, game, that's the game. game. Yeah. No name what? game. No name game? <laughs> Is that what you've gone with, really? That was no, my idea. That was Jeffy. Oh. oh, okay. You're supposed to like it, Charles. Don't be horrible. Sorry. <laughs> well, just doesn't exactly do what it says on the tin, does it? <laughs> well, it's a game with no name, so it does do exactly what it says. Okay. The what's, what's the game, Danny? Let's let's go. Let's come on to name as we go. Um, as it's Pancake Day this week, Charles. Oh, it's week. Pancake Day. Pancake Day this week. On um, is it Pancake Tuesday. Day this week? Yeah, it's Pancake yeah, Today. Um, technically, well, technically, yeah. As you listen to this, um, unless you listen to it on Wednesday, when it's not Pancake Day, you've missed it. So go. That's Ash Wednesday. Get some left. It's, uh, what are you ash, giving up for Lent? By Ash Day. Yeah, maybe by we can ash call Wednesday. the game. Well, I'm, I'm giving up. Something. Um, it's a game. Okay. Well, we could just call let's this game. game. By, let's, let's, let's call this game by Ash. Um, it'll be quite <laughs> suitable. As, by Ash as, you find out. Um, as it's Pancake Day this week, and given the Cobbler's recent flat form, uh, we're <laughs> celebrating times when things went as flat as a pancake this week. So it's time to play by Ash. Uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to describe a game for you, a, oh a game God. from the Cobbler's past. Oh All you have to do is to name the game. For oh example, God. if I said Final Despair, Opponents score three, Bayo dropped. Right. You'd say Bradford. 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 There we go. Easy. No, this is not going to be yeah. that easy, though. Well, you'll find. Oh, it's not, is it? No, you know as well that he's given the easiest <laughs> one possible. <laughs> right, first one to three, and because Neil's not here, I'm going to give you the chance to shout out 
shout out. Oh, you don't have to go. Yeah. You've got to put so your hand up out. first. Do we no, have no, to? No, because I can't see you. Well, I can't see you, but I'm looking say, at you. Should we each have like a buzzer word? Yeah, go on. Tractor. Um, oh, okay. Jeff is his tractor. Obviously. Charles, what's your I was going to go cobblers. <laughs> very boring, Charles. Oh, well, I mean, where did you pull that one from? <laughs> I don't know, but I just thought I'll go cobblers. Just go for like something like cheese. Um, <laughs> Both invented twiglet. in Somerset. You're, you're eating twiglets. I'll go twiglet because I've had a twiglet. Love a twiglet. Twiglets versus tractors. Yeah. First okay. one First one to uh, three wins. Okay. Definitely. So use all this. of these games are games where the cobblers have fallen as flat as a pancake. Okay. So here we go. First one. Uh, cobblers lose at home. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so many cobblers choices. Yeah. Uh, opponents in yellow. Mm. Jason Fowler with the only goal. Martin Wilkinson. Twiglets. Go on. Torquay, opening day of the yes! season. Yes! Torquay, opening day. 2003. 2003. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was... Yeah, I remember. One oh, my point. God, yeah, I was there. One point to Charles. I'm going to be so bad at this game. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. Right, next one. Richard Hope, goal disallowed. <gasps> oh, anyone? I don't know. Oh. I, I don't think Julian, I was alive. Julian Dix... Cup upset. Um, Twiglet. BBC. Yeah, go on, Twiglet. Um, West Ham away. Julian Dix. Did we fall flat at West Ham? Well, we did in the second leg. We won one nil. Uh, we lost one nil in the second leg. Yeah, didn't but we? that's not falling flat. We still won. Come on, Charles. Cup well, upset. Okay. Julian Dix. BBC. Oh, Twiglet. Go on. Is it Camby Island? It's Canvey Island. I was not even born in Canvey Island times. Was, Ju- was Julian Dix? His mother. Julian Dix, he played for Canvey Island. Did day. he really? Don't what remember he did? that. Charles, come on. Didn't oh, remember okay. That. I didn't remember. Well, clearly not. Anyway, Charles, you're 2 0 up. I'm and as Keith up. Cole knows, that's a difficult lead to, <laughs> Very to defend. <laughs> so here we go. Come on, Jeffy, you can get one. <laughs> don't, don't, so if Charles gets this one, it's game over. Okay, well, probably, right. thankfully, for all the listeners and myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great game, right, but I'm just go. not very they've good at been, it. So far, they've both been, well, either on the cusp or definitely before Jeffy's real fan well, let's, yeah. let's see. Let's see. This one, I don't think it is. So I think you've got a chance with this one. Actually, this with all of them, Jeffy, I think you've got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, here we go. This is probably more your era, Jeffy. So. Okay. Cobblers score twice at home. Oh, Opponents God. score more. Lots more. Langmead own oh, goal. Oh, yeah, me, Tractor. Twiglets. <laughs> the one Shrewsbury tractor. one. Uh, Shrewsbury! Yeah. Can I, can I, can I see what else the rest of the clues were, please, Danny? Yeah, go on. Yeah, this is quite funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was your stag do part of the clue? Uh, stag, the word stag was. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Jeffy <laughs> wins the point, though. He's got one back. Come on, Keith. You can hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Right, here we go. Next one, Jeffy. You need this one still. Um, Timmy Elsnick scores. That's Ooh. Timmy Elsnick scores. Danny Rose scores twice. Oh, ah. Uh, Shows. Show. Go on. Tractor. Was that a tractor there? I'd, we said tractor yet, Jeffy. I'm no, about to say. I don't know, but I don't think I've got it right. Oh, no. Timmy no, Elsnick. sorry. Sorry. I'm completely confused. I've gone the other way around. I was going for a win. No, no, flat as a pancake, Jeffy. Come on. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Sorry, I got very confused. Let's start not... again. Start again. Sorry. Timmy Elsnick scores. Right. Danny Rose scores twice. Show some arsehole. Oh. Oh, come on, Jeffy. Uh, uh, tractor. <laughs> Just give me a chance. Was it, was it the Dean Austin Mansfield one? It was the Dean Austin Mansfield one. Timmy Elsnick scored in that game. Danny Rose scored I was thinking Danny game. Rose for us. I was very confused for about 10, no. 10 seconds. Well, both. Timmy, Timmy Max Elsnick and Danny Rose, both ex-Cobblers players, mm-hmm. also Mansfield players. There you go. 2-2. Here we go. Two, two. Oh, this is it. It was, a, it was a dreadfully difficult lead to defend, as you it just was. witnessed. <laughs> I mean, there was pretty much an own goal there, Charles, I think. I think there was, if anything. Yeah. I th- and I think you've opened it up, because I think Jeffy could be in for this one. Oh, oh no. As well. So here we go. Okay. Last one, deciding. Okay. Play along at home. <laughs> yeah. no, go on then. Yeah, go <laughs> no, on. Joking, <laughs> <laughs> Ellis Harrison scores four times. 
Little Billy Bowden scores one time. Opponents in blue and white. Oh dear. Twiglet. Oh, Robert. Uh, Twiglet. Ah! Twiglet. Twiglet was first. Where's well, Bristol Rovers, isn't it? It's Bristol Rovers, horrible. five, yeah. Cobbers nil. Yeah, that was Robert a bad Pages. day. Ugh. That was a bad yeah. day. Did, and Anderson done his leg, didn't he? Do you remember he got like... Could have done, yeah. yeah he got uh, like a massive laceration down his thigh, didn't he? Mm. It was a terrible day. Bad day. It's amazing what bad day. Charles is James. Uh, <laughs> Charles the winner. Yeah. Right, Charles, you win. That's your second win, I think. You, Charles 2, nil 2. I've Jeffy. not won anything. It's I'm nil, not one. But I can drive a tractor. <laughs> I might not win a game, but I can drive a tractor. <laughs> Where oh, be that perfect. win? Be I be after E. <laughs> e Thank you very much for listening. That's been absolutely e. fantastic. E. Up next will be the preview show. Up next is the preview show. We've got Colchester fans on the pod. Uh, oh, thanks very much for listening. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Jeffy. Goodbye. Way! There's the cup. There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The Cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.